This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for July 17, 2011. The Gospel is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 24 through 30 and 36 through 43. The message is by Father John Jordan. Good morning. Uh, I'm Father John Jordan. I'm uh, the bishop's assistant, and I'm here to kind of fill in for people on vacation. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And Jesus said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. That, that word kingdom is a really powerful, powerful phrase. And it's used very often, over 200 some times in scriptures. Kingdom. What is this kingdom? The passages from Matthew last week and now are parables of the kingdom. We use that word a lot. We throw it around. I want to make the kingdom of God come alive. I want to have God's kingdom here on earth. And truly are, we're called to make this kingdom. Well, what does it look like? When Jesus taught, he always taught in stories. Somehow, you know, when the word once upon a time is said, our ears pick up. And so Jesus had that wonderful ability to tell stories. And he told stories that matched where the people were in their culture. Last week he talked about the seed that was thrown on shallow soil or rocks and then well-tended soil. And today he talked about the idea that the planter planted seed and then in the middle of the night the evil one came and put weeds in. And then everybody said, what do we do? What do we do? We've got to rip up all the weeds. As the old axiom is, you know, how do you tell a weed from a flower or a good plant? If you pull and it comes out easy, it's a good plant. If you pull and it doesn't, it's a weed. Uh, and so God used well, great wisdom. God doesn't go around pulling out the weeds all the time because we have to have the plants to grow. And we're the plants. But how do we make this kingdom come alive? I think part of it is the beginning to understand who's in charge. If I were God, I'd all intervene all the time. I'd never let anybody make a mistake. I'd never let anybody mess up. But that's not the kind of God we have. He lets the weeds grow. And he lets us flourish among the weeds. And sometimes we may even look like weeds. We have to learn to surrender. In my life, probably the most difficult thing and the thing that God has called me to again and again is to surrender and let go. One of my favorite writers is a man named Henry Nouwen. And Henry Nouwen writes of, of many, many things. But he had this interesting side He loved the circus. And he was fascinated by the men on the flying trapeze. And one day, as a young priest, he was able to go to a circus and he got there early enough to talk to the people who were doing the, the flying trapeze. And he said to the one man, he said, boy, you know, I would love to do that. And, and the guy who jumps is so important, he's got to really be on the ball. And I said, oh, no. The guy who jumps has to simply lift his arms up and be caught. It's the catcher that does all the work. God is our catcher. I wanted to be the catcher. God is the catcher, so I have to go like this. Join the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father today. The normal orans or prayer position that we have 
with this as the priest. But in the early church, they did this. You remember what that looked? Maybe if I did this, it makes more sense. I surrender. I give. And so when we pray the Lord's Prayer today, I want us to do this. Surrender and let go. Years ago, a man in Minnesota was in a snowstorm, and his son got very ill. And he called the local hospital, and he described what was going on, and the doctor said, you've got to get your son here quickly, or he's not going to live. And the man panicked, and he said, can't anybody get here? He said, no, the weather's too bad. And so he's, and the ER doctor said, There's a, why don't you try one of the other places? So he started frantically calling and couldn't get anybody. He was calling and calling, looking and begging for a, a doctor. He kept dialing the phone, kept dialing the phone and dialing the phone. And finally he said, Lord, I give up. And he put the phone down. The phone rang. It was an ER doctor. He said, I've been trying to call you for the last five minutes. There's a doctor just three doors around. He doesn't have a phone, but he's there on vacation. And so he carried his son to that doctor. And son lived. It was only when he gave up and surrendered that God could work in him. And that's what we're called to do. And that's not easy because we're fixers. We're doers. I'm here. I'm going to do it. I'm here and God will do it. God will work through me. That's how the kingdom comes alive. We are called as people of God to make the kingdom come alive with with our presence, with love, with understanding and compassion. People need to see us love so much and surrender so much and get out of the way so much that people will say, what is about these people? They want to be with us if they see us as surrenderers to the Lord. We will have a calmness. It doesn't mean we won't have problems or pain. Uh, that's sometimes we have this magic idea of being a follower of the Lord. It's not. But... Francis of Sales tells us in one of his wonderful prayers, he said, Let your heart not be troubled. The same God who was with you before will be with you in the future. And he will either protect you from the danger or engulf you in his arms and join that danger. And that's how the kind of God we have. In the reading from Romans, we referred to Abba. You know the story, but I, I remember a classmate of mine who was at Hebrew Union University in Cincinnati studying uh, Hebrew. And he said after an exam, he walked out with one of the rabbis, he was a young rabbi, and they were both feeling real excited. And all of a sudden, this old station wagon pulled into the parking lot, and out of the car jumped two little guys, black, bushy hair, and little yarmulkes on, running, saying, Abba, Abba, Abba. And the rabbi picked up his two children. Daddy picked them up. That's the kind of relationship that God wants with us. When we have that relationship, we have his spirit. God always promised the spirit. One of the last things that Jesus said is, I will always be with you and I will send you the spirit. I have to leave so that you can receive the spirit. We don't always understand what that spirit is. We understand some aspects of it. When I work in the area of grief and loss, I talk to the people about allowing the spirit of the loved one to remain with them. When I do things, an awful lot of the things I do is I still want to live out in the spirit of my father. I want to live his gentleness and his life with the Lord. But Jesus gives us the ultimate spirit, the paraclete, the one who's going to change us and mold us 
make us anew, ever anew, ever changing. We're on this movement. The kingdom is here, now, and yet to come. And so it's so important to begin the kingdom. And the first act of the kingdom is, I surrender. Amen. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And in my parishes, when I was in a parish, I used to end the sermon with, and all God's people said, Amen. Good job. Let us just spend a few moments in silence, reflecting on the Word, reflecting on the Spirit, reflecting on the kingdom. You have just been listening to Come and See. Come and See is a production of St. Andrew's Church in Lewis Center, Ohio. St. Andrew's is also available online at www.standrewspolaris.org. Please join us again when we invite you to Come and See.